Welcome back to Random Attempt at Comedy. For our final segment, we are lucky to be joined by the members of the Dayton-based band Lucid Wasteland. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Pretty well, thank you. So, how and when did Lucid Wasteland get started? And is there an interesting story behind the name? Um, we pretty much started, uh, it was me and Caleb, the bass player. I had this little, like, Line 6 amp that I had just sitting around, and he had some drums. So, yeah, we basically just started jamming in the basement and, you know, building up to, you know, kind of what it is now. As far as the, the name, I... I don't know if you're into lucid dreaming at all. A little bit, yeah. There's like methods to like go around. Like sometimes you'll like flip a light switch or something. It's called like a reality check. So if I hear a song in a dream and it's not being played right, like whether it be like something I've written or something somebody else has written, that's kind of like a reality check for me. And then I can go from there and start lucid dreaming. So which fans or musicians have influenced your group the most in your opinion? Um, I, I would like to say, I, I might be a little exclusive on this, but for me, I, I come from uh, like, Rob Zombie, Static X type of music, Seven Dust, Nine Inch Nails, and that's just, you know, stuff that to me was really heavy. Um, that's that's my main inspiration. Um, I'm really into the whole, like Seattle grunge movement. Um, I lived in Washington State for a few years and I got a chance to listen to, you know, their radio stations out there. They're all independent, so but I mean they'd be playing like Allison Chains, uh, Melvin, Soundgarden, like just all that stuff all day and uh, you know, it kinda got into me a little bit and you know, it's kind of kind of music i wanted to make initially but also you know just growing up listening to it got me there you know so what is your group's creative process for writing new songs is it primarily a group effort or are new songs like primarily written by one or two people in your band so lately it's been a group effort you know it usually starts with a riff you know you'll you'll go with the riff and then you'll write something to it or then you'll write a hook and you know you'll see you know what works and you know oh this would be cool here you know what this really needs is like maybe some silence here and then you know constantly just going over it and you know just, you know playing it over in your head and you know trying to come up with stuff that you think will sound cool like workshopping it right yeah yeah so what strengths do you think that each of your band's individual members bring to Lucid Wasteland yeah i think um I mean, everybody has their, their background, you know, things that they, you know, it's like what inspired you to want to pick up a guitar or, you know, drums in the first place. <clears throat> like Chris, I mean, he's mentioned before, you know, he's a metalhead and, you know, he kind of brings that, that extra crunch, um, especially for, you know, like the leads and stuff like that. Um, Caleb, our bass player, he's got a uh, punk background. So he, he listens to, you know, stuff like uh, No Effects, Bad Religion. He's into a whole lot of ska, so... You know, he kind of brings that, you know, on the you know lower end of the spectrum. And then uh, Brandon, Brandon's just good at drums. So. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. But he's, you know, <laughs> he's he's pretty young, you know, at, as an adult. But he, his skill level is yeah is beyond his own years. And that's yeah, something, that's something I appreciate at least. <clears throat> and I've I've learned that uh, there's there's realistically there's two types of drummers. You know, you have drummers yeah. who are you know, obviously very good, and then drummers who are who are pretty bad. And we're just trying to carry on. There's no middle ground for some strange reason, but uh, no, we we definitely lucked out with Brandon because he he's very good at his profession. Yeah, he just throws all kinds of like crazy stuff, and he's always in the pocket. Always. So you guys recently released and signed a new EP last month called Apocalyptia. What was your band's creative process for creating the EP's three songs, and which song was the most enjoyable to work on? So the, these songs have been written for a while. You know, it's kind of just been about you know getting the time to go into a studio, uh, seeing what studio we want to go into. You know, who we want to work with. Don't know if there's one song in particular that sort of fits you know, what the question was, but I, I know when we were in the studio, I just had a blast. You know that from my perspective like real when you get into that position 
for me at least there i couldn't say like oh this was you know the best or this was the favorite or anything like that it's just fun creating it was just there you know and and again the music was already created but when you have well for me when i have that slight extra pressure like all right now you're going to record it so don't screw it up that just kind Mm -hmm. of obviously the difficulty increases, but then, uh, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, but my enjoyment of it increases. So you so, perform really well yeah, under yeah, pressure. Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand how that works out for me, but there was a, there was uh, one song we had to hit several times, and that was my fault. Uh, but, you know, I feel like after that, you know, I got, it made me feel better on the inside, finally nailing that, so. I think Hands Up was a lot of fun, too, because I think yeah. we, we did a lot of stuff, like, with our engineer. Um, yeah. Just saying, hey, can you do this? Yeah. Or do that there. Right. Um, like, even Untitled was fun, mm-hmm. you know, just going back and, mm-hmm. you know, adding those harmonics, you know, to the transition to the end. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and that was my first recording session, you know, with a band. So seeing, like, how everybody, like, just watching the whole machine in action was really enjoyable. And then, you know, once you record everything, then everybody goes back to the engineers. And then you watch them work their magic. So, again, you know. Just the process the whole for process, you, right? Just you know, really... and, and I'm—I guess I never been a part of that before, so it was, it was really cool. So, how has your music changed between the release of your first EP, Silhouettes in the Dark, to Apocalyptia? What lessons have your group like learned, and in what ways have you tried to apply those lessons to your newest EP? When we did this, um, our first EP, Silhouettes in the Dark, uh, that was actually a was a prize package for this battle of the bands that we played in Cincinnati. Uh, we got like we got third place, so. We got a little bit of cash and we got some studio time. And I, I think we just kind of went in there overanalyzing it a little bit. Uh, you know, when you try things too hard, you know, it just... It doesn't come out as good. Yeah, or, you know, the way you want it, it doesn't feel natural to you. And it's always, you're always going to hear it because it's, you know, it's ingrained in that, you know, CD or, you know, whatever. So You're kind of too stressed out, so you kind of self-sabotage yeah, yourself so in the creative I, process. So when I listen to it, like, personally, like, I can definitely hear, like, almost what I was thinking at the time, and, you know, it brings me right back to it, and it's like, well, I really wish I wasn't that stressed out over it. Just being a little bit more relaxed. I, I had a lot more fun, like, doing uh, Apocalyptia with these guys, because I, I felt a lot... It felt a lot more fun. You know, I didn't feel like there was really anything, you know, hanging over my head. You know, the worst thing that could happen is, you know, we put out a EP that, you know, doesn't sound that great, but hey, it's out there. Right. No, that's me. You know, I don't speak for anybody else, but. No, it was, it was, it was really a much more relaxed environment during the uh, most recent recording than, than I was expecting. I mean, like Ron over at Rephrase, he helped out with that a lot. Yeah. You know, he just sort of reiterated consecutively or consistently. Like, you know what, man, if you mess up. I, there's always just, just hit record again you know we keep it was a lot more laid back oh yeah it's a much it's a very much a stress-free thing so mm, it was cool so lucid wastelands performed at many local venues such as Brightside, bojangles nightclub and thompson house which venue was your personal favorite to format and why it's a good question um i think locally uh Brightside was probably my favorite place playing at um i just really like the venue the people who worked there were really, really nice to us. And I think, uh, like, Cincinnati-ish, uh, Blue Note Harrison was a lot of fun. Mostly because we had a lot of people come to those because it was a battle of the bands. So, you know, you kind of got to get up there and, you know, feel a little bit like a rock star. You know, people would come to see you, and that's, you know, yeah, it's an awesome feeling. 
So how important is playing live to a music group's success in your guys' opinion? Yeah, it's it's important, man. I mean, it, it brings it brings people together, literally, you know, and hopefully it's a good time, you know, nobody, you know, gets into, you know, a bad situation like we had one time where this guy wanted to bring guns into the bar. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun night. Go team. Yeah, you weren't there for that one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just that same one, like we had people like come up on the mm. on the stage and just start using the microphones for themselves, like while we were trying to play. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta know who you're playing for too. You know, if you just show up at a random place and nobody knows who they are, they're probably not going to respect you very much. Of course. Yeah, and then also what I think is an important mention is there's a lot of people that like to play music, um, but there's a lot of people who aren't very good at playing music for people. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. it's sort of what we do. You, you're, you're not just a musician when you're on stage. You, you are essentially 100% an entertainer. So if you're that person who just stands there and doesn't do anything, plays your instrument correctly or perfectly, and it's... It's not going to be a good show, so. Like, the live performance is a yes, big part of it. It's not important. just, you know, right. it's a whole different, like, ball game than yeah. recording in a studio yeah. with nobody watching. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what words would you guys use to describe the Ohio music scene right now? You don't really hear a lot of, like, um, people talking about the music scene in Ohio. And with you guys being in it, like, I w- I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. It's underground, and it's awesome. Like, nobody knows, like, Okay, obviously there's people who know how good, like, Dayton music is, but, like, not even Lucid Wasteland. Like, forget us. Like, there is so much good music out there right now, and, like, nobody's talking about it, it seems like. Um, Yeah, uh, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I I think that we should be able to, I don't know. It's it's difficult. The music scene, like, in, in the Dayton area it's like it's, it's, it's very just so much difficult. talent out there. there yeah there's a lot of talent but there's 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 few and far places to really exercise it because i mean you don't want to go out and do a crap show yeah you know and then i don't know it's it's just it's hard here you move out to like columbus or cincinnati yeah. things get easier you know they're a bit more open like yeah bring your band whatever we'll all have fun you'll get a few drinks but it's but difficult in date here that's for some strange and i don't know i can't wrap my head around it but the bar is set really high which is yeah. good you know that yeah, that doesn't help out good thing. help weed yeah. things out, but even for artists here who are very good at what they choose to do, it's still difficult for them. You know, so of course. So, final question: What is your guys' proudest moment as a group, and why? Obviously, like we have like that that battle of the bands that I talked about earlier um, from last year in Cincinnati. That was great. I mean, being third place in anything always feels good. But I, I think it's honestly, like, not even when we're playing the music. It's just the fact, you know, that we're all hanging out and we all want to be around each other and, you know, talk to each other and, like, have a good time, like, being around each other. Like, for me, that's my proudest moment. The atmosphere is really nice. Yes. Yeah. Just outside the music. I mean, obviously, all the four of us together, we work pretty well. Yeah. You know, no complaints there. But then the fact that we could all hang out for a couple hours on end, you know, and... Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's like in a rush to do anything. There's no like, uh, like one arm's distance from anybody. It's it's difficult to find that sort of camaraderie. You guys are all good friends and right. just enjoyable to work. Right. Yeah. And but you'd be surprised. There's a lot of groups out there that aren't like that. Yeah. You know, they they work together and they have a totally like great work relationship. But then you know they punch out. And they're they're going home. 
Like if you look at like the Who, I know Roger Daltrey always mm. had like big like conflicts with yeah. Pete Townsend and like, yeah. Keith Moon and stuff. Like, we don't have those. And if something comes up, someone's like, "Hey," and then oddly enough, it takes about two minutes to squash it. it and I don't yeah. think it's even happened, but I just know that's like probably gonna happen. Down right. the I mean, road, it, yeah. it probably may happen someday. I can't say it won't, but I know that it'll be handled quickly. You know? Yeah, it's gonna be scorched earth. Yeah, scorched earth. <laughs> start punching people in the face. <laughs> Woo! Hey, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, man, that solves problems. <laughs> So, Lucid Wasteland is about to perform for us one of their songs live. What is the title of the song, and what personal significance does it hold to you guys? So, Evan Quake, uh, I'm a big fan of Skyrim and Fallout games. Uh, that's Respect there. Pretty Word. much all I in my free time. Um, I kind of base that song around kind of Skyrim, but not really. Uh, you know, it's, it means a lot of different things, you know. Basically, whoever you are, whatever you're going through, I mean, I'm sure you can find a way for this to relate to your life somehow, but. Long ago, that every seed took root 
lifetime All that you see This construct one man to be our show folks a special thanks to the members of lucid wasteland for being on the show and performing for us do you guys want to make any shout outs before we end the show yeah i want to shout out our bass player get well soon dude we're here with you everybody we're with you man you're gonna get through this and um and brandon and brandon yeah you're awesome thing, brother thank you guys so much for coming on the show next week a random attempt at comedy is joined by famous voice actress jesse flower from the hit show avatar see you next wednesday